Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Mr. McHale's Manor of Mischief, Magic, and Mystery. I am your host, Andrew McHale, and thank you for checking out another episode of the 6M Podcast. It is January 12th, 2020, and uh, yeah, we're on episode, well, technically episode 7, but we're on episode 6 so far of the podcast and that's awesome uh, i didn't even think you would go past uh two <laughs> uh but we're still here we're still grinding it out and hopefully you guys are still enjoying uh the vastness of this podcast uh subject matter every week is something different so i like to switch it up and uh give you guys something new uh that kind of represents I guess the craziness in my brain. So uh, again, last the last episode I think was a little bit more lax. Today I've just got a lot of stuff to cover. Well, not like you know a formal podcast, but got a lot to talk about today. A lot going on in my life, uh, in the world. Should be a fun one. I'm excited about this episode. I got an awesome featured artist as well. Uh, coming up later in the podcast but as always we got to go through some announcements um in regards to the podcast as always guys please rate subscribe rate and subscribe to the podcast so rate the podcast on uh, itunes wherever uh subscribe to it you know spotify google uh google podcasts uh whatever whatever you listen to podcasts on Make sure you subscribe to the show, and as always, feel free to spread the word and uh, listen. Have a good time. Um, you know, I'm not making anything. I'm not making anything off of this podcast. It's mainly just to etch etch my uh, ideas at the moment into stone, which is kind of a risky game, considering my mind is all over the place, and uh, today's climate is so sensitive and touchy so hey we do what we can other than that for those of you that don't know i am the singer and guitarist of a band called serpents us it's a symphonic uh black death metal metal deathcore symphonic metal technical no i'm just kidding it's, it's a dionysian band but basically it sounds like symphonic black death metal but I uh, usually bust out some announcements in regards to that for those of you listening for the first time. Uh, first announcement is we still have the winter merch available for pre-order. So if you guys want some killer, uh, a killer hoodie and a killer long sleeve, I'm holding off on some of the other items just because sales have been slow thanks to the holidays. Fuck you, Christmas. You guys can pick those up at weareserpents.bandcamp.com. Uh, another announcement is we just released uh, uh, John's, our drummer John's uh, Spotify Top 25 playlist. Go check that one out. It's pretty funny. 
considering he doesn't listen to much new music, we kind of had fun with his uh, with his top twenty five. So head to our Spotify um, at Serpents US to give that playlist a listen, and also please follow Serpents US on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at Serpents Metal. Make sure to give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash we are serpents. Twitter, we are serpents. YouTube, we are serpents. Um, we are serpents.bandcamp.com for CDs and merch. Always limited to whatever I have in stock. I don't redo orders. So it's there till it's there and then I'm done with it. So make sure you pick something up if you actually want something and don't buy uh second hand from bootleggers and whatnot. That's actually happening. But uh I won't charge you a hundred bucks for a CD. So support the actual artist instead of the hustlers out there on their grind and I'm not mad at you. I just would rather have some support than none <laughs> uh, and if you're just overwhelmed as always i like to say um just head to weareserpents.com and you will find uh all the links and announcements and stuff there as well so there goes uh there that's all for the announcements as far as uh serpents and podcast uh life go lately though uh, I've been a little bit busy in the studio, in the dungeon. I'm currently down here um, recording the podcast, taking a break because my hamstrings are killing me. <laughs> I've been working out like crazy, getting ready for Nam or Nam. But uh, f- above all, I almost said first and foremost, but above all, you know, we've been uh, recording the uh, Seasons in the Abyss cover for Antichrist Magazine. For those of you who aren't familiar, Antichrist Magazine is a website. It's a metal website. I I think it's a zine, like an actual zine. But I honestly haven't had much time to dive too deep into their culture and whatnot. But uh, it's a reputable black metal, death metal, whatever magazine or publication. And they usually do these uh, compilation CDs, or uh, I guess you could call them CDs or samplers, or maybe even just a Spotify release. I don't know, but I, you know, I would get a lot of emails from these guys, you know, uh, with whatever they're doing. I think last email I got from them is they were offering Serpents uh, a chance to do like a a death cover. And I immediately wanted to do The Philosopher because that's one of my favorite death songs. It was the first death song uh, I got to check out as a youth. And granted, I'm sure a lot of you uh, metalheads out there are probably going, that's that's the fucking mainstream track. It's the single that was on MTV back in the day when they actually played music. And you are right. You know, I was, uh, I basically as a child would watch children's programming and then would switch to um, MTV 
you know, Beavis and Butthead, um, that's pretty much when they started to branch off, I think, that in the real world. But I would watch that and then um, MTV and The Simpsons and uh, whatever I could get my hands on. A lot of movies, too, but um, I unfortunately, you know, uh, saw a lot of uh, bands that I would never have known uh, via MTV versus, you know, a lot of you guys that subscribe to, um, fan clubs or zines or whatever, whatever that was, that thing was called where you send a dollar and get 20 CDs, whatever it is. But, um, you know, I didn't have that luxury. I did not have that freedom, you know, growing up, uh, uh, Americanized Middle Eastern kid did not have a lot of financial freedom like some people had uh, around me. So MTV was always the place to go. So that's, you know, that's where I found death and uh, Sepultura. No. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, there was a public access show in Chicago. It's called uh, Rock Hard Videos or, yeah, I think it was Rock Hard Videos. And it was uh, a thing before Sven Gulli. I think he was uh, the show after. But there was this guy that was kind of like this uh, headbangers ball host, uh, Ricky Ricky Rackman, I think it was called. I forgot his name. But, you know, it was kind of like a public access version of that. And his name was Mark Menching, Menchig. And it was this really big, tall dude with uh, kind of like a deep voice. And he had like 80s rocker hair. He's still around, I think, but um, basically, I don't know. It was just a fun show to watch. You know, again, I was a kid, and that's where I found, like, the real shit. So if it wasn't for Rock Hard Videos, I probably wouldn't have gotten into the metal that I've gotten into. You know, it was always uh, just whatever I could find in Circus Magazine or Hit Parader or whatever, and uh, whatever I would see on rock hard videos was like i gotta check that out so i remember as a kid hearing seasons in the abyss and watching the video on rock hard videos and um that song was like it was a game changer for me in the sense that it was something that i always wanted in a metal song you know, like I would listen to metal or I would, again, watch MTV and hear like Danzig or, you know, whatever, like uh, Alice in Chains, stuff like that. And that's kind of different. But, you know, it was always missing something. You know, I like speed, obviously. I like symphonic aspects to my music, obviously now. And I just I just liked, I don't know, I, li- I loved how that song had everything. And that was a game-changing moment for me. And same thing, like, they played Sepultura videos. They played a bunch of Danzig's, like, unfamiliar stuff. I don't know, it was a really cool program. And I really wish that he would have known, you know, how he's affected the scene. Or, fuck, I would I would be nobody. Or I would have never picked up the guitar if it wasn't for rock hard videos and uh, rebel radio in chicago you know i i've gotten to know you know scott davidson um from rebel radio like through my i guess 
through my travels recently. But, you know, I even, uh, I did an interview with them. I think it was a podcast or might've been over the air. I don't, re- I don't even remember, but I did an interview with Scott and I told him that back in the day, you know, I mailed him a cassette of my first band's, uh, whatever demo. And, um, because that's when I wasn't allowed to watch TV, I basically would listen to the radio all the time as a kid. And, you know, like if my parents wanted to watch TV or whatever, if they wanted to watch a movie that was kind of boring for me, I would go in my room and sit at the edge of my bed and just sit in front of my stereo. And uh, next to the stereo was a mirror. And I would honestly just sit there and just draw or daydream about, you know, being able to play music or be a rock star and all this shit. So, you know, funny enough, like I told him on the interview, I was like, yeah, I sent you a demo and you never played it. But I was used to that at the time because what I would do as a kid, like I had my first band in like junior high or whatever. I think we played our show 18 years ago. Our first show 18 years ago was the first time I played on a stage. But what I would do as a kid is I would go through the Chicago Reader, which was like, for those of you who are not familiar, um, it's basically like a publication or a newspaper that shows everybody in the area, you know, what shows are happening or where everybody's playing at this bar or whatever. Basically, it was like a... Uh, like a bands in town or whatever for all the youngins listening. <laughs> and what I would do back in the day, um, I think it was like 14 or 15, forgot what age I was, but I was working in a video store with my aunt. Basically, uh, it was my, a, a family member's video store. And it was quite prominent in the area that it was in Chicago, sort of nearby the metro. And I would spend shifts, obviously, working with my aunt. But at the same time, what I would do is I would go through the Chicago Reader, circle any bars that looked like they had metal shows. I would circle, um, you know, phone numbers to contact, emails, whatever. And this was, again, like almost 18 years ago or whatever. And I would email and contact a lot of these these clubs and bars and like legitimate venues trying to get my fucking my garage band to play these shows i remember i even hit up um one of these places i was trying to open up for fear factory and i remember they were like um oh you have to pay three three to five hundred dollars to do this and i was just like what the fuck but i mean that was a learning experience altogether but to bring the story back around, Rebel Radio was one of those places that I uh, submitted to, and um, I can un- fully understand why <laughs> that never panned out until later on. But hey, look at me now. We've come full circle. We're friends, and a lot of that work was not in vain, you know? I mean, uh, fucking... Somebody the other day actually told me, uh, my friend Dave, uh, he told me that in Max Cavalera's uh, Roots, or My Bloody Roots, like uh, Max Cavalera's book, he mentions um, 
how his son Richie showed him Oceano, my old band. And that's fucking crazy to me because Max Cavalera, Dino Cazares, and Mick Thompson were like my everything grow <laughs> like growing up. Uh, you know, I was always a bigger kid and Dino and Max were kind of bigger guys and they were kind of grungy looking and I don't know, like their riffs fucking I loved their riffs. I love the tightness, the technicality of Dino's riffs. I love the wildness of Max's riffs. And uh Mick Thompson, I just loved his like his vibe, his image. And like without those three, like I probably wouldn't have been a guitarist today. But um yeah, so sorry I got sidetracked there. So Seasons in the Abyss, it was it, being as important as it was to me back then uh, when Antichrist Magazine hit me up, or hit Serpents up for um, submissions. Like, hey, everybody pick up, because it's like a email blast. There you go. Uh, hey, everybody, um, pick a song from Slayer's catalog first come first serve and uh get it done by a certain time and whatever so immediately like even without thinking i pick season the abyss because i already know like i want to do a slayer song i I fucked up and didn't do the death song so i was like okay slayer and uh you know i'm a i'm a known procrastinator so uh, go figure, you know, last month of, uh, <laughs> a month before it's due, I start going into overdrive. I'm like, I got to do this cover shit because, uh, I'm all over the place right now. You know, I got the podcast, I got, um, the band stuff, I got real life shit going on, personal shit, you know, physical shit. Like I got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> so I've been kind of uh, aggravated as of lately just because the way the system is set up now to be a musician, it's you're a content creator slash musician on the side, which fucking sucks. I fucking hate it. And I fucking will keep talking about it on this podcast. So sorry if you guys are annoyed with that by now, but um, I'm kind of aggravated at this at the moment on that whole uh, struggle. But a uh, little tip for musicians trying to do something or tip for musicians trying to make it. Uh, schedule and plan your week in advance. I have a planner right next to me at my left-hand side right now. I have a more imminent uh, dry erase board with plans on it right in front of my face. And to my right, I have my uh, progress chart for the new Serpents album uh, staring at me every day. So, little tip for you guys. But, yeah, back to the Seasons of the Abyss cover. So, the cool thing about, the, the, the thing I hate about doing this cover, but it's also the coolest part about the cover, is that, you know, I got my hands on some stems from the recordings themselves, the original recordings. And um, very strange how such a monumental, massive song for them was recorded so freely 
and with blemishes and all. Like, that's the nicest thing I could say about it because, uh, I like basically, you know, there's a million bands that probably have covered this song and everybody's kind of done their own thing or whatever. But I noticed that there's no real, like, t- uh, accurate taps or accurate, um, drum middies or whatever because that's what i like to do when i redo a song is i like to pay homage homage i don't know how you would say it uh homage to the original song but also add a little bit of my attitude or flavor to it so i'm not a fan of like throwing a breakdown because that's what you should do in every cover or blast beating over the whole fucking thing and calling it a cover i like to add little nuances that i wish i've heard in the actual song i mean that's 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 how i make covers and i don't do it often but since that song's such a monumental track for me i was like this is what i think it needs plus i would love to hear it like done with like modern recording technology i want to hear it like today and then you guys can i guess tear it apart or listen to it you know and like it you know a lot of people think the old recordings you know have a certain charm to them that shouldn't be done hey you know it's like we shouldn't have remade jumanji but we did so i keep getting sidetracked sorry guys um, but yeah, like, uh, I was listening to the, you know, bass tracks and the drum tracks and they are all over the place and none of the tabs I saw have these nuances in them. So me being me again, trying to pay an homage to the original song, I dove into each drum part each bass part and even the blemishes in the actual song there's parts of the song and i could be wrong i mean you guys feel free to correct me but there's parts of the song where like literally there's like fuck-ups in it like in the bass parts and uh the drums are all over the place and i could tell there's a lot of improv like with the drum fills and there's even some accidental you know, symbol hits in the actual song and you could hear it like he was doing a drum fill and then like accidentally hit the ride or whatever. And I tried to recreate that as best as possible. So it was really tedious to do this cover and I'm really excited for it to be over with. (laughs) But um, that's what I've been doing, like honestly, for the past couple weeks now i think we're almost at two weeks since the month became so that's what i've been up to um reliving childhood dreams i guess but hey the worst part about it is i have to take a break in a couple days to go to california for nam or nam super excited about that Uh, i cannot express to you guys what a dream come true for me it is to go to be able to go uh thanks to my 
endorsers at uh, ESP Guitars. Um, that that too is another reason why I'm like, oh my god, like, like uh, I can't even describe it to you. It's something I've always wanted to do ever since becoming a professional musician, and for some reason. I could never go like whether if it's touring or if it's like money or whatever. But this year I am able to go to Nam and represent ESP and serpents. And uh, also I'm just excited to get out of this shitty weather. Like, you know, California is pretty much like Mediterranean weather and me being of Middle Eastern descent, I feel like that that should be home for me, you know? Maybe I can get a nice summer house one day in California. Hopefully there was no earthquakes. No, fuck that up for me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm super excited for Nam. Um, you know, I'd be remiss. It'd be remiss if I didn't you know, show some love for my endorsers at, uh, ESP guitars, uh, Seymour Duncan pickups, uh, Ernie ball tune track, uh, in tune guitar picks and, uh, some other endorsements that are kind of willy nilly, but, um, I don't want to step out of line and say that I'm endorsed by this company and that company. So I'm really excited to see, uh, what kind of goodies? Well, I don't know. Like, maybe you guys can answer this question. Are there like plugins? Like, plug, uh, are there like, uh, plugin companies that go to NAM or NAM? Like, uh, I know Neural DSP is releasing some sort of floor modeler that's going to be stronger than the Helix and all this stuff. But, like, um, do they, like, it's hard to explain. Because I know Fortin and Neural are doing like actual hardware now, but I want to know if there, are there going to be software companies there too? I don't even think TuneTrack's going to be there, but feel free to let me know in the comments what am I expecting other than getting sick. I'm sorry, I'm like burping up a storm. Everybody's talking about online like, oh, Namthrax, you're going to get sick. Everybody gets sick. And uh, kind of scared about that, considering I have to do vocals for this Slayer cover uh, as soon as I get back. So I'm a little nervous about that, but I think we will be fine. I'm loading up on the hand sanitizer. I'm going to take showers morning, night. I'm going to, you know, clean my butt. And uh Yeah. Oh, sorry, um, it's not black metal to say but Sorry, ass. My asshole. How about that? Is that better? And don't pucker up because I said asshole or talk about my asshole. Everybody's got one. Just like that saying, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. And they all stink. Just kidding. But uh, I don't know. I'm super excited to see what everybody's uh, coming out with. I'm really excited to see... Um, what kind of guitars ESP is rolling out for the new year. I'm all about the seven string guitars. I hate baritone guitars. So I'm really excited to see if they have any more, uh, regular range seven strings, uh, hopefully with Floyd roses. I know they, I know they do a lot of business with Fishman now. So 
it'd be really cool to see what guitars they have and what kind of pickups Seymour Duncan is coming out with. Um, you know, I just put it in order for a power stage, like an idiot. And I just saw that they are releasing a, a new power stage model, like a cheaper one. So it kind of has me on the fence going, I bet you they're going to have a new higher end one at NAM. And I'm pissed about it because I just bought the new one uh, or the old one. But <laughs> yeah, so the power stage, I'm excited to see what they're doing. Uh, if they have any new pickups, Ernie Ball is just be, I'll just be happy to see everybody there because i never met any of those guys but yeah a couple of my other endorsers are not going to be there unfortunately but um they they keep me in the loop at least on everything that's going on with them and uh a lot of their stuff is going to be on the new serpents record as well as it has been on the last serpents records so i don't know i'm excited uh, I want to get tattooed in California. That'd be nice. I'm like desperately searching for friends that tattoo in California because I haven't been out there in a long time. I'm desperately searching for restaurant recommendations in Anaheim and uh, LA. I don't. I don't think I've ever spent a lot of time in Anaheim, but I've definitely I've been to LA a bunch. Hopefully, I can meet up with some friends. Maybe go out to a couple dinners. Maybe do a couple interviews. Uh, stay tuned on that because I know we're all working on that right now. So I don't know, maybe reach out to your favorite podcasters in the LA area, cough, doc, coil, cough, and, um, tell them, Hey, you gotta let the manor, you gotta let the manor in. We'll talk some shit. You want to talk some shit? Anyways, uh, it's white right now outside, so it'd be nice to see some sunshine, some beaches, maybe smoke a little weed, eat a couple edibles. Since weed is pretty much out of stock in Illinois right now, um, but yeah, it's, it'd be nice to just get the fuck out of this uh, ice tundra that I'm living in right now. Even though it hasn't been that bad, I know a lot of people are pissed because it hasn't snowed much this winter and i am fucking happy as fuck that it has not snowed because i personally hate the snow uh many of you might remember i got into a pretty gnarly accident in the oceano days where i flipped the van thanks to black ice and uh negligence um by parties that i do not wish to name but i was basically driving a van with bald tires and uh it, we were picking up the trailer uh that we had literally just bought and i was bringing it back to pick everybody up and head off to tour with life ruiner at the time and on my way to pick up everybody with the new trailer uh we got hit with some pretty gnarly crosswinds and black ice and i ended up flipping the bitch and uh i'm not ever since then i haven't been a fan of touring in the winter or doing anything in the winter i know a lot of people are probably scratching their head going why aren't you guys playing 
Why isn't there, why aren't there any serpent shows? Well, number one, we don't have a manager right now, aside from myself. Number two, we don't have a reliable booking agent right now. And number three, um, I don't want to die for this right now. So um, we're staying put for the winter, uh, riding this shit out. But I can't complain like right now about Illinois weather. Hasn't been that bad. Some might say it's global warming. Some might say it's not. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think it's global warming? I I don't think so. I think the Earth, is the whatever. I think the magnetic poles were reversed or something recently. Something happened statistically or scientifically, and from what I understand, the the reversal or the movement of the Earth, basically, like now the Earth is facing or. It's hard to explain. They're, the Earth is like facing a different way or it's tilted a certain way. So because of the magnetic poles being all fucked up, apparently like maybe the climates are moving to a certain areas. So I think personally, this is my personal belief, that Chicago is going to get some of that, some of that nice weather. And then the shitty, horrible winter weather might be heading up to Michigan and the East Coast. And maybe we might get some of that nice, good weather. Let me get that... Let me get that fucking... The, oh, well, let me get that Montana weather. <laughs> Is Chicago going to turn into a desert? Who knows? But, um, I don't know. I think that's the cause of things. And I'm sure humanity is doing its part in... Uh, ruining everything so i think it's a combination of both things but i mean we could see right now what humanity is doing to places like australia you know i've uh i actually posted this week um basically a way for my listeners to uh, donate to australia because if you have not heard already australia is pretty much on fire uh, thanks to people across the country uh, setting these fires. And I think they actually arrested uh, quite a few people in um, starting these fires that basically have killed, I, I don't even know what kind of percentage of the animal population or the wildlife population in Australia. And it's also forced uh, a lot of people uh, from their homes and whatnot. And, um, you know, it's hard to sit there and go, oh, global warming isn't real or anything like that. But then you look at what humans did to a beautiful country like Australia. I mean, humanity in general, I think, is global warming in itself. I mean, we just fucking rape the planet pretty much and without uh, remorse or conscious, or consciousness, I don't know, I'm not trying to get political, but damn people, like, I sh I fucking hope nobody listens to me that also has the capability to do something horrible to the planet, 
I, I I really think my listeners musically and whatever podcast, I really think that they are cognizant enough of um, just not or just doing the right thing. How about that? You know, occultists or not occultists, you know that that's doing something like that is not uh, advantageous for the human population, let alone the earth. The earth that has been here long before we've been here. And unfortunately, we're fucking it up. But then at the same time, we're looking at Mars going, oh, let's go to Mars. Why? So we can fuck that up too? Like, I don't know, man. Like, uh, it's it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> if the internet is showing everybody anything, it's the fact that everybody's fucking all over the place. I mean, everybody's struggling with some sort of mental illness or uh, whatever. And um, I don't know if it's environmental or if it's just um, bad, bad diet. I don't know. But everybody's got their own quirks and everyone has the same amount of volume to their yelling because they're all on the internet. And everybody's pretty much an equal on the internet. And, um, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. I also hope that one day soon I could see Australia again, uh, whether playing or just traveling. I had a lot of fun in that country. It's a beautiful country. Uh, one of my favorite places that I've talked about, um, just with friends and family is Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia. Um, beautiful, beautiful city. And it's a, it's, I can't say enough about the country. It's a beautiful country filled with beautiful people and fucking scary, scary, scary species of animals, insects and all that stuff. But uh, they don't deserve to die, uh, by our hand by any means. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty broken up about it, and like I said before, you can donate to um, their relief at uh, all the links I've posted on my socials, so if you have not seen that link, um, check out the picture of me holding a koala, hanging out with the kangaroo, and all that stuff from uh, when we toured down there on the Soundwave Festival, so I I don't have much to give, but... If you guys are feeling, if you guys are feeling generous, uh, please reach out to whichever um, charity or relief uh, group and uh, give a little support to Australia. But I'm gonna stop uh, with the ranting about Australia and humans, well, garbage humans. But speaking of garbage humans. A little guilty pleasure of mine and you guys can judge me all you want but how about that show 90 day fiance huh any do any of you guys watch that garbage or that show honestly some of you might be judging me right now <laughs> uh mr black metal mr evil is uh he says butts and he watches 90 Day Fiance. Fuck yeah, I do. 
I don't know. I like to watch it and observe people because, you know, I've been all over the world and I've observed people in all of these countries and all of these places. And I like to watch that show to not only see like uh, these people in different countries or whatever, vice versa, but also I like to see the uh, cultural differences and how, for the most part, most of those relationships are like the the Americans are usually just power drunk and think that like, oh, this person's culture is shit or that won't fly in America, blah, 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 blah. And I like to watch those differences either conclude or spiral the relationship out of control. And uh, my lady and I, we like to call it trash TV <laughs> because... Both of us, uh, we work very hard at what we do, and I we work pretty much six to seven days a week on what we do, and a lot of the times at night, like we just want to unwind. So we watch Ninety Day Fiance, but also on a related note with the show. You know, a lot of you guys already know uh, I like to observe people. I like to observe nature or um, just traits in people. And if you don't know, well, now you know. Um, one of the things I noticed the most about this show is that a lot of these couples are fine in their own right, but it's only when their friends and family uh have words to say about these relationships is when the trouble arises. So if I were to actually be a producer for this show, it would be pretty simple. I mean, you would just take a normal, I guess, uh, long, long distance relationship, uh, that wants to turn into a marriage and just put them right in the center with their friends and family. And then you will see if the relationship, uh, will stand or crumble uh, at others' hands, and that's something that I deal with on a personal basis, you know. Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you can attest to this. Like, I think that's another reason why I like this show is the fact that I can see, you know, from an outside perspective, oh, this best friend is the one that's trying to unravel their his best friend's or her best friend's relationship out of jealousy or... Uh, desperation or sometimes even having a romantic interest uh towards the friend and it's kind of crazy to see like watching or watching uh someone manipulate you know uh their best friend or you know family members trying to sabotage a relationship uh by just being passive aggressive or uh, just being outright assholes to uh, the significant other to be and i don't know it's just a really interesting watch i mean i could be alone and i probably am looking too deep into it <laughs> do any of you guys listen or watch that shit comment on the podcast let me know who's your favorite couple who's your favorite or which season's your favorite season and uh am i alone I know I'm not alone because I don't know if you guys know, but one of the biggest phenomena or phenomenon, I don't know how you would say it, 
But one of the biggest trends right now is TikTok. And I mean, it's used by kids and also senior citizens and everything in between. But a lot of people use it to just cringe at it by, I don't know, there's a lot of trash on there. There's a lot of funny shit on there. Like if you ever want to figure out like what's trending or what's funny in America today or just news in general or memes, um, I usually just head to TikTok instead of, you know, cruising Reddit or cruising Imgur on my downtime. And uh, it's pretty entertaining. I mean, it's like watching a car accident in slow motion sometimes. You just see some of these people and you're like, wow. And these people are making families at rapid rates. And uh, people like me are taking our time. And then we're going to be outnumbered just like that movie Idiocracy. But on a lighter note, uh, I'm on TikTok as well. So for those of you that like uh, metal-based humor or just, I don't know, um, me trying to keep up with trends, uh, feel free to check mine out at at Andrusifer, A-N-D-R-U-C-I-V-E-R. Check me out on TikTok. Um, maybe I could start doing some uh, cringe, some cringe-worthy uh, spoofs on some already cringy uh, videos. And uh, who knows, maybe Christina P. from your mom's house might check me out. I mean, that's basically who turned me on to the uh, cringiness uh, side of tic- TikTok. Is their compilations or their characters that they find on there. And uh, in my own ventures on the app, I've managed to find my own uh, gold mine. But that's not what it's all about. It's about having a good time. And honestly, like a lot of these kids, and I'll give them that. And I actually did like a video on TikTok talking about it. But a lot of these kids using this app are super creative and super smart like they're doing shit on their phone that like you would need like a producer to do like as if like a video person or whatever or just even some of the subject content i was just like or the subject matter i'm like wow this is pretty elevated for you know like teenagers i don't know if you're ever interested to see uh what the world is doing and you don't have snapchat and you don't want to watch 90 day fiance i'd highly recommend checking out uh what's happening on tiktok but i think that's enough podcast today i've ranted long enough about (laughs) slayer nam and uh tiktok and 90 day fiance just kind of just shooting from the hip um what's on my mind or what's happening in the world chronicling as usual but uh i don't know i think it's time for some questions what do you guys think let's let's get into it i know you guys got shit to do so i will blow through this as fast as i can here and as always feel free to submit your questions on my socials uh whenever the podcast is posted or whenever i post like a instagram story or a Facebook story asking uh, you guys for your questions for the week. So please, when I ask for questions, let me know if you have any. I've been fielding questions for many, many years, and uh, this is your chance to actually get a good explained 
answer to your burning questions. So for the first question today, uh, it comes from an account. It looks like a band account. Uh, walking across Jupiter, it looks like they're from Russia. And the question only says, Hi, you're probably interested in new instrumental progressive metal, dot, dot, dot. That doesn't seem like a question, and uh, I will not answer the question. But I will say I respect your grind. I respect what you're doing. I actually checked out your music, and it's actually pretty cool. Um, I'm a big fan of progressive metal. I don't really like repetitive metal too much, so I always like uh, progressive shit. And uh, stuff is pretty cool, man. Keep it up. So the second question of the day, or the first real question of the day, comes from the Pied Piper of Crete himself, my spiritual guide, Al Slager. How are you doing, brother? Um, he asks... One question for Crowley, if he was alive today and you had the chance to talk to him. So for those of you who don't know, he's talking about Aleister Crowley, or Crowley, Crowley, I don't know, a lot of people have different uh, ways to say it. He is uh, quite a figure in the occult realm, and he was quite a figure in pop culture uh, for many years back in the day. Uh, he passed away in 1947, and uh, I would say if I saw him again, or if he was somehow <laughs> reborn or reincarnated, I would ask him about his run-in with Lam, L-A-M. For those of you who don't know, uh, back in 1918, I think, 1918, he basically drew a figure of an entity he invoked uh, I think in his apartment in New York City and it seriously just looks like a gray alien and this is the this was about the time this is way before the time people knew what gray aliens even looked like or were so I would ask him personally uh, if he can confirm or deny that that was a gray alien or a demon, or just an outright uh, hallucination from one of his many acclaimed uh, trips uh, while whilst under some influences. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I highly recommend looking into uh, Aleister Crowley and Thelema and uh, all the stuff that comes with it. Um, very, very cool writing. Um, this one of my favorite writers. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, there, I can seriously just have a whole podcast about Crowley, and it would be one of many in the world. So if you guys are interested in hearing about uh, Aleister Crowley, obviously check him out, as Al and I are big fans. So hope that answers your question, man. Uh, the third question comes from the reigning champ, Dina, from Luxembourg. I actually play Luxembourg. I like that place. Or Luxembourg. I don't know how you say it. But she says, 
I would like to have your opinion about people who put others in categories, like people who say that metalheads only drink beer, only love noise, hail Satan, are violent, and other cliches. My boss's son discovers that I'm a metalhead while was listening to Ramstein while I was, while I was leaving the office. He says that I am an extremist and looks at me like I have a mental disorder. To honor him, I decided to put some brutal death metal as background music in my office. And sorry for my bad English, I give my best. To answer that question, that's kind of a long way, I gotta, I gotta reread it so I can understand it totally. People who put others into categories, categories in general, uh, in my opinion, are obviously man-made, um, mainly to organize uh, every little thing and to identify every little thing so that they understand it or put it in a box. Um, I mean, it's it's been happening since the dawn of man. <laughs> So I don't see it happening. I don't see it slowing down anytime soon, considering that these days people are categorize or subcategorizing the categories, and then subcategorizing the subcategories, and then getting basically basically everybody wants to feel like they're part of a group, and every little thing becomes a category and a hashtag, and then all of a sudden you have friends. And then they all band up and go against other categories and uh, just creates a lot of dissonance in the world and uh, further or furthers us from each other and other communities, especially now that the internet is a, a major thing in our lives. A lot of people are <clears throat> banding together with only people that they are categorized with. So in my opinion, now this is just me. Um, I have been, uh, I've been kind of anti or anti, I guess, categorization or establishment in general. Uh, I am a walking example of just, uh, some some have said I'm an enigma of sorts just because you really can't put your finger on what I'm about or what I'm doing. I mean, perfect example, look at my career and then listen to these podcasts or look at what I post online. Like, I'm all over the place. I don't like being categorized. I don't like my work, my art being categorized. So... Usually when people do that, it's kind of offensive to me. You know, uh, people say, oh, you're uh, like, whatever. Like, you're, you're, you're supposed to be a black meddler. You're supposed to dress this way. You're supposed to look like this. You're supposed to only talk in fucking riddles. You're only supposed to do this. And if you guys can't tell already, I'm, I don't subscribe to that. I am. I am. That's all I can say. I am. That's it. And uh, any category is uh, only for your convenience. It's not for my convenience. So I personally don't subscribe to that. I don't think, um, I don't, I, I wouldn't blame your uh, coworkers or whatever 
for thinking like that. You know, I used to work for the state of Illinois uh, in the payroll department, and uh, everybody would always kind of like sneer or giggle at me because, you know, at the time I had like a red skunk stripe in my hair and I listened to death metal with my uh, headphones and they knew I played in a band and they all kind of looked at me like I was like the evil fuck up punk rocker or whatever. But then at the same time, they had a lot of respect for me because I looked like that. But also at the age of 18, I was putting out great work amongst the office and uh i even had some of those people tell me and you know like my last day don't ever change don't become like us and chase your dreams and whatnot so you know i could have easily fallen into that category or fallen into a stereotype or a cliche like that they created for themselves and their lives because they're afraid of walking outside of the boundaries that have been given to them and um that's all i do you know that's all i do is you give me a boundary and i what's the what's the saying uh larry david i think he's called a habitual line stepper and that's me and uh yeah i don't think I don't think it's a bad thing that they categorize you or whatever. They just notice you're unique and it scares them, which it should, because you could use that as a uh, platform to jump off of, you know, whenever they're looking for certain ideas or certain out of the box uh, proclamations like most companies or establishments do you could be the person that they lean on and then you could also scare them a little bit so if you don't want to talk about you know uh, barbara's awesome thursday night watching american idol you can kind of scare her and be like you know i was at a big satanic rock concert and then that would end the conversation right there so you could always use it to your advantage that's my (laughs) that's my viewpoint in a nutshell So hopefully that answers your question. As always, I hope you keep bringing up, bringing the heat as far as questions goes. And um, hey, you can always switch it up by putting on some serpents as background music because, hey, a lot of people like symphonic music. And then you could be like, look, this is a death metal band, extreme metal band, and it has beautiful orchestration behind it. A lot of people don't even know that exists. They just look at Slipknot and Ramstein and, you know, uh, school shooters and fucking mass murderers and they go, that's, that's metal. It's like, no, like put on some fucking Dimmuborg gear or whatever and show them like, wow, this can be beautiful. I mean, that's honestly one of the main driving forces in uh, my creation uh, process is I like to make evil music, but also make it beautiful. And so it's listenable by, you know, the proverbial kids, uh, people my age, and then also older people, like older metalheads or older people listening for, you know, oh, what's, what's happening in the music world today? I mean, I don't even think anybody has time to do that, but 
I mean, I still do that. I look back and I go, well, what's, what's popping now? What's this? Perfect example, you know, I was listening to that new Code Orange song and, you know, I made my lady listen to it like a bunch of times and watch the video with me because I was just like, this is what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for fucking people to, you know, go back to that 90s grit and the 90s darkness and they're like a major band, like a major label band, at least I think they are still and they're doing like dark shit and i don't know maybe barbara from the office fucking stumbles onto this code orange video because some anti-metal church fucking group is like listen to this and blah blah blah, and then they could be like well i kind of like this does that make me evil you know but okay I'm, i'm done ranting on this sorry um, the last question comes from my buddy Ryan Keen from Cryptic Oath. He says, what would be your top five quintessential things you need when on tour? So just top five things that you can bring from home that I like to use. Uh, I like to bring a blanket, you know, whether if it's a bus tour or a van tour, I like to bring a blanket just because number one it's my own and i'm used to (laughs) my own blanket and i feel weird using like a used blanket or you know a bus blanket and if you're touring in a van you definitely need a blanket because you're not going to spend the night every night at a hotel or at a friend's place so a lot of the time you're going to be sleeping in the van either driving overnight or whatnot So it's always awesome to have your own blanket and also a big one so you can just hide under and just like read uh, on your phone or fuck around on your phone at night. Another thing I like to bring is workout stuff, Uh, whether if that's a bike or uh, kettlebells or a yoga mat so I can go into the venue and do whatever I need to do. Or even in the trailer, I like to do that stuff in the trailer on top of a yoga mat just so I'm not, you know, doing push-ups and shit on the actual trailer floor, fucking up my hands and whatnot. Um, I guess you can lump in pre-workouts in that too. Obviously, you can go to the store and pick up a pre-workout, but uh, I usually use pre-workouts. Um when on tour, like if I get a runner and they can take me to the gym, I'll take a pre-workout there. And I almost always, right before I hit the stage, like 15 minutes, 30 minutes before I hit the stage, I take a pre-workout um, supplement just to kind of get me on that last boost before I hit the stage. But uh, as far as workout stuff, it's really up to whoever's working out. But I like to bring that stuff, the blanket. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely have a stage outfit versus your normal clothes because those shoes, your socks, whatever, if you wear what you wear on stage in the van or in the bus, chances are everybody's going to fucking be angry at you or just you're just going to be disgusting, smelling. No one's going to be around you. So 
I highly recommend bringing like a tote or like a what's it called like a rubbermaid uh, tub and having everybody kind of throw their shoes in that tub and call it a day and then um you know obviously clean your clothes when you can and uh i would definitely say grooming like grooming kits whether clippers or whatever you usually use that you just can't buy outright in the store obviously you know i have a beard or now i have like this goatee but for all these years you know i've had beards uh bald head so a lot of the times i have to clean that up or when i'm just kind of like on the move can only use the clippers definitely use that um so that's what one two three four uh, i would say headphones as the fifth uh just because well I like to use over-the-ear noise-canceling headphones, uh, preferably Sennheisers. That's what I like to use. You're going to need headphones, whether in the bus or in the van. Um, number one, to drown out the actual sound of the van and the bus. Number two, to drown out the sound of uh, whoever's driving's music. Or just like the constant humming of a bus. And... Um, also, if you just want to catch some sleep, put on some, uh, well, like when everybody's gone or whatever, throw on some noise-canceling headphones and just call it a night. And everything else that I like to bring on tour, I mean, you can buy in the store, you know, like vitamins, you can bring that, or you can bring your own, but you can buy it in a store. Hand sanitizer, for sure, um, for reasons that I don't even have to explain. Uh, baby wipes for sure uh chargers you know car chargers or wall chargers or like a travel charger uh definitely a laptop bring if you want to do some work or you know give your phone a little break uh, but you know a lot of the stuff you could buy or have a runner grab for you or put it on your rider you know shit like batteries uh groceries i know uh, I think in the Serpent's Rider, it has like fucking cereal bars and whatever. So it really depends on the band or whoever. But I would definitely say a blanket, workout stuff, headphones, uh, spare stage gear, and whatever you need to groom. Trim your pubes, bud. <laughs> That's what I would bring on tour. So... Hopefully that answers your question. Those are all the questions we have for today. Like I said, pretty chill podcast today. Nothing too crazy. I want to just have a little bit of fun today. But final announcements, guys. Here it is. Before we wrap up, I'd like to ask you all that are listening to continue listening to the podcast. Again, uh, we try and cover a lot of different things whether if it's day-to-day stuff occult stuff music stuff stories whatever feel free to keep listening as i hope as time goes on we get a little bit more interesting with the subject matter again i really take these questions and kind of riff off them to talk about like the main i guess aspect of the podcast so when i ask questions on socials 
asking you guys if you have any questions, please feel free to submit. You can DM me or you can just respond to the post. I will see that and add your questions to the podcast. Uh, rate the podcast, please. Um, apparently that matters. I don't know. Maybe it matters for new listeners to see if there's a good rating or not. But rate the podcast and subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts from. So Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Um, I, uh, Apple Music, whatever. Uh, please do that. And as I said before, follow Serpents on All Things Serpents. I'm not going to hammer down on the links because you guys already have those. So that is about it for the podcast. And as you may already know, if you're a longtime listener, long time is uh, subjective we usually like to end each episode with a featured band or featured artist that i personally like to shine a light on and this week is no different being that this week's featured band is blackguard from montreal canada and a lot of you might be wondering or a lot of you that already listen to blackguard you're like well they broke up a long time ago what, what why are you featuring them now well, little did you know, they actually came back and already released a killer fucking album on all digital platforms and digital only for now. Uh, the album is called Storm, and whether if you're a newcomer or if you've been a fan of Blackguard, if you like just fucking full-blown, just metal and well if you like the serpent sound definitely check them out because uh blackguard has like symphonic elements to it but if you just like metal like triumphant fucking epic metal that's not like power metal like cheesy galloping like if you just like fucking good music and also symphonic elements in it i would highly recommend after listening to this podcast, checking out their new album called Storm. And fun fact, like a lot of these featured artists or featured bands, like I have some sort of personal connection with, or, you know, either way, I'm just like, I, I have to talk about this band, you know? So fun fact, for those of you who don't know, Paul, the singer of Blackguard, was actually before this current reincarnation of serpents like as a live band a lot of you guys don't know because we never went public with it but right before this lineup of serpents i was building another touring lineup for quite some time and it consisted of paul from blackguard which you can hear when i play this track like why he would fit and it was me and Jeremy Kling, who all who plays drums now in Venom Inc. <laughs> so I have a lot of I have a bit of a history with Paul and Blackguard and his other band Ages. And I'm extremely happy that number one, Jeremy went on to play drums for Venom Inc. Um that I was able to get a touring lineup gathered a lineup gathered now and that Paul was able to get back to doing Blackguard 
and ages and just being a fucking killer dude. So it all worked out for everybody in the end. So I'm not sour. None of the guys are sour that it just didn't pan out. But a little bit of a fun fact for you guys. So kind of cool. And uh, I'm just going to shut up now and introduce their single called Of Threads and Fate, which features Per Nilsson of Scar Symmetry and Nocturnal Rights. And I think, maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, he filled in for Meshuggah for a while. So it's needless to say that this song is going to rip and the album called Storm fucking rips. So check that out. Check them out on Facebook at Blackguard Band. And also, if you have a band that wants to be featured, feel free to hit me up, DM me, do whatever you got to do. And we'll talk soon. All right, guys. See you next week. Check this out.